Hey guys, Ben here. We've got another Blood Bowl short story from our short story competition. Um, I think this one was flagged out by both myself and Ben when it came to doing the shortlists. Um, and this one is called Life on the Line by Alden Tank. Life on the Line, a Blood Bowl short story by Alden Tank. Extract from Life on the Line, a memoir by Johanna Schmidt. The sun was high in the sky. The trill of a whistle and the thud of scales on leather signified the kickoff. I glanced over the half-empty stadium and the small drunken crowd of cheering fans, all decked out in the deep green and bright white of the Middenheim underdog's replica jerseys and scarves. I looked for the clock. Through the minor concussion I'd picked up in the first half, it swam into focus. Five minutes left, 2-1 to us. Five minutes to stay alive and make sure these strange lizard creatures didn't score again to tie the game. It was a stupid mistake. I knew these creatures were deceptively fast. I shouldn't have taken my eyes off the field. 600 kilos of scale, muscle and vicious toothy jaw was bearing down on me. It hit me with all the force of a runaway horse. Only my years of training and muscle memory saved me from being trampled. I dropped to one knee and threw all my body weight into the creature's left knee. The bony scaled kneecap hit me in the shoulder with enough force to dislocate my arm. But the thick spiked metal pauldron and the heavy leather padding beneath took the brunt of the impact. The majority of the Saurus's bulk went over the top of me, sending the creature into an uncontrolled cartwheel. It crashed hard to the floor, stunned. It reflexively snapped its jaws around my leg, but the snout guard it wore stopped it from getting a good grip on my grieve. I stumbled to my feet, trying to shake some blood back into my numb arm. I could already feel the bruise forming deep in my collarbone. I ran as fast as I could away from the felled creature before it could regain its wits. I saw that Sasha had the ball. She was dodging another of the monstrous bipedal crocodiles. There were more of them on the pitch than us this late in the game. I'd already crushed the throat of one of the little, fast, bug-eyed ones. He'd fallen at my feet and I saw the referee was looking the other way, so I did what any self-respecting lineman would do and stepped on his neck. Hard. But they seemed to have another reserve for each one we swatted down. I hurried down the pitch. The biggest lizardman, a hellish albino creature nearly nine feet tall and weighing in almost a ton, was busy tearing chunks out of Thunk, our team's ogre. Those two had spent most of the match butting heads and knocking each other about. But now Thunk was down and the beast stood over him. It roared triumphantly. Ulfric, a rookie lineman who spent more time drinking than training, was throwing himself at the creature's knee, trying to buckle it before it ripped Thunk's throat out. Hopefully the drink inside him would numb the pain. But that wasn't my fight. Sasha now lay on the field, a crimson pool blossoming around her, and two of the little skink beasts were running back towards me with the ball. I glanced behind me. I was the only underdog between them and the end zone. I sighed inwardly and threw myself at the leading skink. Its legs buckled under the weight of my tackle, its leg crunching wetly beneath my boot. I lunged and managed to lay my hands on the second one, the one with the ball. I grabbed it by the crest and it screeched in pain. It dropped the ball, I crawled onto the ball and felt claws dig deeply into my back, through my jersey, under my pads and into my flesh, tearing a bloody gouge. I rolled over and punched my spike knuckle dusters into the little monster's snout. Its eyes watered and it fell back, clutching its face as dark blue-black blood ran down its muzzle. I clutched the ball and tried to right myself when the sun was blocked out. A huge form stood over me. 
thesaurus I had taken out a few moments ago. I knew there was no getting away this time. The whistle blew. The shrill thweep was music to me. Thesaurus huffed at me in frustration but stopped, its bestial nature obviously fighting against his training. Fortunately, the training won out and the creature plodded back to its dugout, leaving me panting on the pitch. I offered up a wholehearted prayer of thanks to Nuffle. The sun was low in the sky, the adrenaline had worn off, my back had been sewn up and my shoulder ached as the bruise blossomed. I stood in a crowd of fans all wearing our jerseys, or at least the cheap replicas they sold in the stadium shop on game day. The smelly, unwashed crowds pushed pictures and trading cards with my smiling face on in front of me. I signed them with a lazy flick of a quill and did my best to mimic that smile. The natural carefree smile from my rookie days long gone, replaced with dark bags under my eyes. Even at my best, my smile seemed sarcastic and wry when I practiced it in the bathroom mirror. It was important for the team to make money, so after the match, one or two of us went out and signed merchandise. Showed our face to the fans. I didn't mind this part so much. Some players hated it, but it took its toll. It didn't give you any time to process what you just went through. Straight off the pitch, onto the apothecary's table, get the bleeding stopped, then out the door to answer a hundred inane, repetitive questions for an audience of faces that all blended together. You end up stood there awkwardly, just signing autographs and waiting for today's concussion to wear off and the painkillers to kick in. The fans liked to see the players looking bloodied, they felt they were getting their gold's worth. The sun had set, the summer evening brought a welcome chill. With a grunt of effort, I hefted the fifth coffin onto the back of the team equipment cart. Some halfling who had dreams of playing in the big league. I hadn't learned his name yet, he'd only signed onto the Middenheim underdogs two weeks before. The small coffin lay next to another half-sized one, another generic pudgy face quickly fading from memory. They lay on top of three full-sized caskets. Ulfric, a lineman like me, he'd play for two months, apart from his pre-game drinking he had potential. He was a friendly guy. He didn't deserve what happened to him. The underdogs were his first team. I kinda knew he wasn't cut out for this game. He was in it for the lifestyle, not the fight. But the lifestyle got all of us eventually, if another team didn't get us first. Sasha lay next to him. She was the team's leading catcher. A hard loss strategically, but a total bitch. I'm almost glad to see the back of her. Next to her, in another identical cheap pine box, lay Felon Strats, our only competent thrower. He joined four years ago at the same recruitment camp I did. I guess that made me the longest surviving underdog. Technically, we won. Technically, the scoreboard said 2-1 Middenheim. But it was one of those wins that didn't feel like a victory. The Slan Jose Stegodons had travelled halfway across the world just to come play us. I'd managed to maim one of the little ones with an opportunistic stamp. Skinks weren't too bad to play. Hard to hit, but when you did get one, they broke easily. Not like those other ones, like seven feet tall bipedal alligators with a low cunning intelligence. Bodies of pure muscle and scale, with huge vicious claws that could take your arm clean off. And they had six of them, six. And the really big one, coach called it a croxagore or something, it was like something out of my worst nightmares. The way it just picked Ulfric up by the waist, one-handed, and, and, and crunched him, like a gingerbread man. It didn't even swallow, just spat out what was left of him with a look of disgust. That was the worst way to go. Well, for today at least. It was a rough life in the semi-pro divisions. 
We had our fans, but even in a large city like Middenheim, we competed for the attention and ticket money with several other, and if I'm being honest, better teams. I sometimes thought about retiring, but here I made more in a month than I used to in three years on the City Watch. And honestly, it's only about twice as deadly. At least here you see your would-be killers coming for you. Not like a Ratman crossbow bolt in the dark when you're guarding some aristocrat's front gate. I wanted to retire, but I couldn't go back to my old life. I couldn't afford even a taste of the lifestyle I wanted, no, needed, to maintain. Strong, expensive booze to help me sleep, a single drop of mercy weed extract to chase away the dreams, a cheeky line of black mushroom powder to wake me up in the morning and numb the aches and pains from the day before, and the company of whichever pretty man or woman I could pay to keep my mind off the bad thoughts for those hours where I wasn't training or passed out. I needed to retire, but I needed these things. Without them, I couldn't focus. Every quiet moment my mind went unclouded by my poisons of choice, I could only sink deep into my memories. And that wasn't good. The worst was when I ran out of mercy weed extract. The nightmares came thick and fast. Memories of lost friends and colleagues like a grotesque highlight reel. The wet snap tear of the open fracture on Lukic's ribcage against that hulking black orc last year. The hollow thud as Maisie's skull was driven four inches down into her chest cavity snapping her neck when she tried to tackle that Chaos Warrior on the one-yard line in my third ever game. And now the sheer look of confusion and regret on Ulfric's face as his right arm, shoulder and most of his torso was separated by the jaws of the albino horror this afternoon. That's sure to join the rest of my memories. But more than anything, more than the gold, the drink and the groupies, is the glory. That feeling when you step into the end zone, spike the ball and the crowd goes wild. That feeling when you crush the other team, see them driven before you and hear the lamentations of the head coach. That is what made me start this life. And that is what truly sustains me. Even after a five coffin game like today, I'm secretly happy and I hate myself for it. But I am fulfilled. I survived, I fought and bled and killed. In Nuffle's name, I did it for him and I'll do it again and again. That's life on the line.